I've spent the last 12 years trying to find the ultimate model to run a chiropractic business, and I think I discovered it. The Clinic Gym Hybrid Model, where you integrate fitness with the great care that chiropractic offices offer. Now, I perfected that model, and I sold that business last year. Now I've gone full-time into discovering how to help others build the same model in their practice, and I have the goal of 100 hybrid clinics starting up in the next year. So follow along as we interview the greatest guests, thought leaders in our space here, and discover the ways to perfect this model so that you can run an amazing business that also contributes to your time off, increased pay, and increased fulfillment by doing the care that you truly believe in. I'm Dr. Josh Satterley, and this is Clinic Gym Radio. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Clinic Gym Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Josh Satterley, and it is my pleasure, honor, it is my greatest honor in life today to be joined by Kelsey Bratcher. Kelsey, what is up? Not much, man. I appreciate you having me on. Absolutely. Now, Kelsey, uh, you run a, a, I don't know what you want to call it, a service for chiropractors called Automatic Practice Profits, and you also are the host of the Get Automated podcast. Can you give us a little snippet of what the podcast is all about? Sure. So I've been working in implementing like CRM, marketing technology, uh, general automation, uh, software automation inside businesses for 10 years. So just for those listening, like that would be like at the lowest level, like a MailChimp and at the highest level, like Infusionsoft or Active Campaign and those things? For sure. Okay. So cool. I've been working in that industry for 10 years. I used to be an employee at Infusionsoft. It's funny that you mention it. I figured nobody was really talking about the stuff that I found myself doing every day, the stuff that I make a living off of. I mean, you'll hear business podcasts will talk about like systems and processes, but they won't go into the tools that are used to accomplish that, or they won't talk about actual systems and processes. Yeah. They say, hire somebody. There's yeah. your system. <laughs> yeah. Hire an expert. Yeah. And they also, it makes it seem like there's no, uh, we'll say it, no money in that market, I guess is kind of the way that it seems like there's no money in it, but I've been making money in that industry doing this stuff for 10 years. So I figure, and I know that there's other people that are just like me that are either doing it for a living or they are using it in their businesses to, you know, help them out in whatever way that they are. So, yeah, well, I love this because like, uh, what I see in you, like is so in the world of chiropractors, like, you know, I'm encouraging to add a gym cause like, Hey, there's this cash service that is a recurring revenue, which like, cause in a chiropractic office, it's a one-to-one ratio when you're treating people. And it's just like, dude, what, what, like there's nowhere to go. And so what you create is, is leverage or margin or whatever you want to say by automating something and making a great system that will run without having to hire another, another person. So maybe I spend 500 shit, even a thousand bucks a month on technology, but if it plays nice, then I don't have to freaking hire another person who maybe calls in sick or like their boyfriend's dog, you know, got sick and got to take them to the vet. Like I get a system that treats my patients well and I end up making a lot more money given the constraints of one-to-one practice, which that, that's the part that drives me nuts. There's no way to do chiropractic on three people at the same time. Yeah. Your billable time is limited to what you're able to do. I mean, I've seen in my own experiences going to a chiropractor. I mean, I've seen them where they got three tables set up. They got people coming in and it's, they have it a process down, but there's a limit to what can be done. Right. Yeah. That's the three tables are them trying to find some sort of leverage piece there, but you approach it from another, another realm. And I want to, I want to kind of dive into that. So automatic practice profits, you're actually partnered with a chiropractor, right? And a couple right. other people. And it happens to be somebody I know in the world of chiropractic. I went to school with this gentleman and he certainly is on the, so for those listeners, like if you look at the scale of how hard are you willing to hustle for how long he's on the far right side of any graph, right? <laughs> like when you take like effort and smarts and constant improvement, he's like top right corner of a graph. Yeah. He's definitely a, uh, outlier. He pushes, yeah. He pushes it hard. I mean, in yeah. all aspects, he works, you know, 60 to 80 hours a week, easy. He's got a clinic that he runs full time. And also we do automatic practice profits, which is kind of like a, a, probably the best way to describe it is we, it's like a marketing agency, Right now, it's specifically for integrated clinics that do stem cells is, awesome. is what we're doing right now. Awesome. So I want to talk about that because one of the things, one of the reasons I wanted you on here, Kelsey, is you have worked with all sorts of businesses, 
and now you're working kind of more heavily in the chiropractic space, but you've notions and the, you're never going to come up with the answer of, well, the, the other guy that taught me is, you know, he always did it this way. Like you came at it totally agnostically, right? Like just what works and what doesn't. So I'd love to get your opinion on some shit that works and some doesn't. And by the way, I just said the S word. I should say, Kelsey and I both curse. And when he starts, I'll get going more. So if you're like, you have sensitive ears or hearing, try and like self-edit those parts out and, and take away the message, not the words here. But it's probably going to fly. So we'll go on. <laughs> So that's how I can't, I can't help it at this point. Like, uh, what funny thing about that, I have a 12 year old daughter, but, and I swear in front of her and people kind of give me a hard time. And I told her my kid a long time ago, cause she said a cuss word, like when she was like four or five years old and I made her super uncomfortable about it. And ever since then she hasn't sworn. And what I told her was, I said, you can swear. I don't have a problem with you swearing, but you have to be comfortable with somebody talking to you about what you just said or did. And if you're not, then you don't need to swear. And so she hasn't sworn since. She hasn't right. said, I mean, the cuss word she said was like, I think it was like ass. So not really anything that bad, but uh, she hasn't sworn since. And so I'm, I'm, I'm now on the, uh, you know, 12 years in, no swear words, respectful. She doesn't cuss or drop F-bombs yet. Uh, I'd imagine in the next couple of years that that'll change as the teenage years roll in. But yeah, you know, we'll see <laughs> on a better topic though. So one thing that I've, I've learned about the chiropractic industry is that a lot of these offices, clinics are running an EMR software to manage billing for either insurance purposes or keeping track of costs, et cetera. This is like the centralized hub. So mm -hmm. this is a pretty significant constraint when you look at like automation, like as a whole, I mean, it may provide, assistance organization tools for you to be able to run your practice but what it's not going to do for you is make it easier to sell your services market your services and do that kind of thing and oftentimes these systems are like Cairo touch comes to mind is disconnected so yeah it was designed when they talk about Russian hackers like hacking into the election I think first they they designed Cairo touch just to slowly infiltrate all of us with hatred for technology and like you know, like uh, drive us nuts. And that, that's how they're going to break down America is that that was our first project. It's injecting uh, software into the chiropractic industry. <laughs> yeah. It's just like so frustrating because you can't get anything out of it or put anything into it in an order that would make sense. Whereas every other industry I feel like has softwares that easily do that. But I'll take your opinion over mine because I'm, I'm jaded. Yeah, no worries. I mean, so the, what we've come, what we've come to learn, what I've come to learn and with, with those types of restrictions. Now, obviously there's ways around certain things and, and I'll get onto that in a moment, but because the office is operating out of these tools, Cairo touch, et cetera. I mean, that's the one that I've encountered the most and all of our clients are Cairo touch users. So, I mean, it begs the question, you know, what, what other opportunities there might be and we can get into that in a minute, but because the day-to-day -day operations appointments, indicating no-shows, you know, tracking that type of those interactions, that's, that's happening in that tool. So the opportunity to use a different tool for booking, say, new patients in another tool where there may be automation, we can supplement that inter those interactions. That's not very feasible unless it's like new patients or new and our leads, quote unquote, that we generate. Those are handled outside of of the EMR. If you approach it like that, then you can handle this, the first sales component of the business easier because you have tools like Google calendar. You have availed multiple availability, depending on what your office looks like. If you have somebody in your office, like a case manager that's handling the sales kind of thing, or if it's that you're a doc and you're selling, whatever that looks like, sometimes it's easier to manage that stuff outside of Cairo touch or outside of your EMR because they're those applications are better set up to manage that, right? More importantly is what can we make it so that you don't have to do? So in our context, the thing that we found that generally a lot of chiropractors are accustomed to is running like educational seminars on different topics. So, I mean, and it came from my, like my personal experience of going to a chiropractor. I, I learned about chiropractic and getting started into that whole thing by going to one of these types of free seminars where and then I think at that point it was like a trigger point uh, seminar where they taught everyone what trigger points are, showed you like how to deal with them or whatever and, and what the benefits and that kind of thing, right? So Noda or Dr. Hashimoto, 
does these types that's your of business partner in this. That's my business partner in automatic yeah. practice profits. He does these for, you know, he has like a neck pain one, right? So you, you can market these events to drive people that have neck pain to your seminar to learn about neck pain and what's available to you and like what works and that kind of stuff or back pain, you know, and you stick to, and, and, and our, what we found is the, we'll, we'll call it the niche of neck pain, because if you're talking about back pain to a neck pain sufferer, it doesn't relate, right? I mean, the language is often the same, but you know, you're more specific. So now you get neck pain people to come in or back pain. Originally we were doing weight loss, neuropathy, back pain, knee pain, uh, neck pain. And these were like the five types of seminars that we'd be running on a regular basis. Well, mm -hmm. then we got into doing stem cells, which is what we primarily do now because these educational seminars, you're paying for Facebook ads, you're paying for newspaper, maybe going on TV. Some docs that we work with have do radio and depending on your demographic or your, your area, it may or may not be feasible to do this, but you know, fill up a room with 25 to 50 people. Someone's going to book an appointment and some of those people are going to turn into cases, right? And it'd be nice so, if you could track what it costs to get them on Facebook all the way down to after they've come in and been treated with all the different modalities, what the revenue versus the cost is. And with a closed system like ChiroTouch, that's often difficult to figure out, right? Right. So what we've done is we've built the apparatus. So what we do is we not only generate the leads that go that, you know, get the registrants for the seminar. We also provide uh, automated follow-up as well as we will be offering like calling because part of the process of getting people to show up to your event is calling them to make sure that they're going to show up to your event. And uh, often people don't do this because either time or laziness or, or constraint, other constraints. So yeah, we, it's, we've it's identified- Dude, you have a busy office. Like it's hard to like pull the time away, right? And who the hell wants to even do it? <laughs> so, like, the desire well, is definitely one of the limitations. Yeah, we've we've uh, identified that as an opportunity. So we're actually looking at rolling out that a service to provide confirmation calling for all the events that we run. And then when you have the event, you need to be able to process the people that attend, uh, people that book appointments that attend, and people that no show. With the idea of you know the people that attend might be sitting on it, thinking about it. And we're also calling those people that attended but didn't book because we can pick up an extra two to five appointments off of that and uh, off the people that attended. And then we take the people that no-showed and we recycle them through for the next event because we run these events anywhere from two to four times a month, depending on the month. Like uh, in Dr. H's case, he's in Palm Springs and in the summer, it's freaking dead. So mm -hmm. you can still get people to show up, but running four events a month doesn't make any sense as opposed to two. In a situation where the people that no-show, we recycle them through when the next event comes up, we're marketing, hey, there's another event in your area, you know, just in case you missed it, come here. And then they can re-register and get re-injected into the process and go that route, right? And then we have like an appointment tracker, right? So like if you see 10 appointments from one of your events or even, or let's just say five to 10, well, now you have five to 10 open like leads or in, in other businesses, people are using sales pipelines to manage these types of things. So, you know, okay, I met with this person, I gave them pricing and they're thinking about it. So, you know who to follow up with. And not only that, we're also going to be supplementing that with like follow-up that is intended to convert, you know, stuff that we're actually using that we actually use in Dr. H's practice, stuff that we've used uh, across all of our clients to make that process less, you know, less, less of a headache to manage because we provide all the tools that do it. And for the most part, the only thing that we're not doing is we're not doing the presentation. We're not running your sales appointments or for you, but we give you tools to make that easier. And so, so I still have to stand up in front of the room and go, this is what stem cells do. And this is what we're talking about. And there's a procedure and here's the success rate and all that. I have to be the guy at the front of the room and I have to be willing to go, Kelsey, I know you came to our presentation, blah, blah, blah. Are you ready to sign up? I have to have that conversation, AKA a sales conversation. Yeah. So we're providing more or less a way to track that information. Now, one thing that once it does enter the Cairo touch or the EMR solution, that data is kind of, at the moment it's off limits to us. We don't have the ability to interact with it. So we're not going to be able to necessarily associate like the total lifetime value of that patient. But uh -huh. we can we know that okay this person booked an appointment for stem cells and a stem cells case for this person is going to be let's say five grand. I just pulling a number out of my 
out of my head. I don't know yeah, what, I know it's expensive and it's cash only. <laughs> so like, It's not for poor people. We'll just say that. Not yet. I know that it's a few of them can pay for a car, but I can't remember how many it takes to pay for that car. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's lucrative. I, that's all I know is it's, it, if you're able to do it, it's extremely lucrative, but there are, I mean, there's a lot of things. I know that every, my, every interaction I've had with a chiropractor, uh, I was in a car accident. Well, after I had, I got treatment for a wrist thing, right? Whatever my, my shoulder and my wrist. Then I got in a car accident and then I had another thing. So I've probably spent over 10 grand on chiropractic in, in mm-hmm. my life. And then that's not including the car accident insurance stuff that I, that I dealt with. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. my lifetime value is probably fairly significant. That information is not going to be available to us from the standpoint of what we are doing with APP. But what we will know is that this person, we spent $1,500 on Facebook ads for an event on October 29th. And we had, you know, 75 people registered, 45 people showed up and we had 14 appointments. Right. So then those 14 appointments began to be, you know, let's say half of them are lost. I'm just throwing out numbers here. So we have seven good like people that need to be followed up with and they their cases range from say five to 10 grand. So now we got 50,000, you know, 25 to $50,000 sitting in our pipeline that we need to be able to convert. Yeah. Cause a lot of the folks listening are going, well, I don't do stem cells. It's like, all right, what he just said, forget the stem cell words and just plug in weight loss program. So you could essentially could build this system, you not being Kelsey, but you being the chiropractor listening to, to bring people in. You, if you have a gym, you're going, Hey, we're selling a weight loss solution and it's 2,500 bucks up front, but you're going to start it with like some education. Hey, here's a weight loss seminar. Come to it on a Saturday for an hour and a half. And then from that, we had 75 people sign up on Facebook for a weight loss seminar. 35 of them showed from that. We signed up out of the 35, we signed up 20 of them and, 2,500 bucks. What does it give us? 50 grand. Yeah. Like that's worth tracking. That's worth knowing. Right. Yeah, it is for sure. Cause when you started getting involved in the chiropractic, like every, you know, you read a lot of business books like, Oh, track and find out who's your best customer. All this. It's like when you have a closed system, like an EMR and I've experienced this, I tried to build reporting and our EMR, you won't believe this, but we had one that was based on iOS, right? I know you're an Apple fan. So it's like, one. I am an Apple and we went to one that integrated with Infusionsoft and supposedly could track our numbers that I had to download a Citrix viewer to use. So that's like a virtual machine type of... Uh... It's like a time capsule where you look back into 1998 and it looks like... And it, <laughs> like I see. But, but it integrated with Infusionsoft, which the goal of that was to get reporting and it still didn't, didn't work. So when I heard that you could do that with ChiroTouch. I was like, man, this guy knows what the hell he's doing. So well, not yet, but I figured out a way where for ChiroTouch because it's so if you, I'm going to get a little technical, but ChiroTouch is built on like a, an SQL database that's sitting on a Hold server. On. If you're listening to this podcast at a bar, be careful because women are going to start swarming the speaker right now. I mean, <laughs> block when Kelsey starts talking about this. So <laughs> it's, it's built on SQL right? And so SQL databases can be replicated and SQL databases can be accessed, but not from like in a modern world, there's a thing called the API is how you interact with like web-based software in ChiroTouch land, because it's like more, it's even though it's hosted in the cloud, maybe online, it's actually hosted on a server that in order to get access to the information, you have to have physical access or, or on the machine access. I've I mean, there's saying mission impossible. This is where they have to dive through the water and hook so in there. There's tricks, you know, you can, you could, and, and in my mind, what I'd want, what I'd want to be able to provide the solution that I'm planning on creating is I want a read only variation of only some of the information found on Cairo Touch's database. So I would want to replicate, build my own database to replicate information from Cairo Touch, where it's containing the patient's information, their last appointment, maybe like whether they showed up or no showed, you know, the status of that appointment, you know, no medical data, basically. Only information about their, you know, their contact information and dates mm-hmm. and outcome of event, but not even the detail of what that was because that gives us the ability to set up all kinds of nice triggers. So if someone no-shows, that we can build a process for that. We can supplement the efforts of recouping no-shows through automation or through better systems and processes that we can leverage outside of 
Cairo touch leverage outside of your secretary remembering to call those like right report of oh this these four no showed and we're gonna or call for a new if a new patient gets sick you know if someone calls on the phone they want to see a chiropractor for whatever their reasoning is uh, ideally it's in relation to your marketing efforts or a referral right those are the ideals <laughs> so someone calls you up they want to become a patient you add them to you know add your first new patient person into Cairo touch they're on the calendar everything's all good well that person needs to get your paperwork so that they can have that shit ready before they come into your office, speed things up, right? There's yep. a wel- welcoming kit, how they get to the office, where it's located, picture the office, picture the doctor, backstory maybe, why you do chiropractic, why it's important, the benefits of working with your office. Like These are the kinds of things that you can build into a new patient welcome. And then after their first appointment, you can follow up with them for a variety of different things. I mean, there's lots of opportunity to follow up with a call list at the end of all your new patients for the day and call them, which people get all hot and bothered about. It's great. Exactly. So like you have, I mean, the other option, the other things are like when you conclude a, uh, a service for somebody, right? They're better. So this is referral opportunity time. This is review time. If that's an important thing that you're trying to do, there's additional stuff. There's, you know, Hey, we're going to be doing a weight loss seminar, you know, come in for the weight loss seminar. You can market this stuff to your, own existing patient base in addition to outside people to attract them. So like that's where like the whole seminar thing is awesome because you can market that to your patients, get people to bring their friends and family to them. You can market the event separately outside. So one thing I'm going to throw out there is we use Eventbrite for all of, and so we're running a run, we work at a little over 50 different offices and we run roughly a hundred, give or take, about 100, 120, 90, depending on what month it is, events a month for lead gen and our, all of our clients. That's how the total of the amount of uh, events that we're managing. So one of the things that we found that works well, especially if you're doing it yourself, is Eventbrite for registrations. And the reason why that that's good is that people kind of trust Eventbrite. Mm-hmm. So that's one reason. But the other reason is that Eventbrite has an organic function where like if an event is 40 out of 50 tickets sold or ticket, you know, these are free tickets. So it costs you no money. Now this thing starts showing up organically within the Eventbrite thing. So people looking for stuff to do might see it or Google indexes the Eventbrite page when someone's Googling the back pain and Eventbrite is treated because of the timeliness of it that you can, you know, we'll call it keyword stuff, but it's not keyword stuffing where you're, you know, your event is relevant to something that someone in your area might be searching for, you know, chiropractor in, you know, Gilbert, Arizona, that is an Eventbrite event happening. And those things show up in Google and those things will allow you to attract people that are otherwise not, you know, these are kind of like a free or bonus. We found that we get bonus registrations that we didn't pay for. We can't attribute like actual sales to them because Eventbrite unfortunately doesn't give us that data, but we're getting free registrations that we didn't pay for because our marketing efforts registered enough people for that to show up organically. If that makes mm-hmm. sense. Awesome. And so that principle could be applied, not just stem cells. I mean, stem cells is kind of sexy right now. So curiosity, but that can be applied. We've done it in back pain, neck pain, knee pain, neuropathy. And then we, we haven't done weight loss in a while. We shifted our focus to stem cells, but that kind of gives you an idea. Yeah. Well, let me ask you. So when you first started working with chiropractors, again, you're totally agnostic. You don't care what the business model is, right? Like you've worked with all versions of people selling information online to chiropractors, to people that freaking paint attorneys. Houses. Attorneys. Yeah. <laughs> I work with a lot of attorneys. There's actually like a secret pocket of attorneys that are interested in automation for some reason. I didn't know this until I started doing the podcast, but attorneys are interested in automation. Yeah. I remember you talked to my buddy, Scott Athan. He's a crazy cat that his goal in life is to get as much work done with no employees as possible, right? In a law firm. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Anyway, so you're agnostic. What was the first thing that struck you if you were to just beat up the chiropractic realm and tell us like, we got to get our S together? What is it that you were like, I can't believe you guys aren't doing this. Like, for example, with your house painting client, I know that like, uh, you couldn't believe he wasn't doing like um, SEO for house painting and before and afters and automating the process. But what would you add in? So I would say that the thing I've noticed is that there's, I mean, I've seen a lot of chiropractors will have like an email marketing software 
but they don't have like a, I don't, I hate to use the word funnels built, but they don't, they're not using funnels and they're, they're relying strictly on their practice management software or EMR or whatever you want to call it to handle stuff. And it's inadequate for the purposes of lead generation and sales, in my opinion. Um, based on what I've observed, it seems to me like there's a large opportunity for someone developing an EMR <laughs> to build some of this stuff in or at least build the ability to connect with other stuff better. So everyone's relying on their EMR and there's, it seems just like the opportunity of using additional tools to, to manage sales and marketing stuff is absent because, you know, it's the, you know, that's our EMR system. It runs our office, but it doesn't do the things that you need to do to get new patients easily. You know what I mean? That's, that's the main thing. So in introducing some of this stuff to people, obviously it does create, now I'm going to be completely transparent. It does create a situation where you might, might need to do double data entry sometimes because that's the reality of what you're dealing with. But it's not, you know, for the purposes of selling your services, it is way better to use something outside that you're not storing any medical information. So your, you know, HIPAA compliance doesn't come into question. Or if it is a tool, there's a lot of these tools out there that are HIPAA compliant, if that's something that you're worried about. That is the, uh, the number one thing that I've noticed is the reluctance to use additional tools for closing new patients. That's the, the number one thing that I've noticed. Yeah, it's interesting because when you, I mean, you worked in Infusionsoft for a long time and anybody that follows that, like, because it was kind of the first, I don't know what you want to say, system that really did this. When you talk to service-based businesses, so I'm not talking about people selling information on the internet, but service-based businesses, they all had their internal, you know, whether a law firm, your house painting dude, or um, he's an orthodontist and he just crushed it. Burleson Orthodontics. Yeah, there you go. When they got a system outside of their own management system, aka Infusionsoft, and started using it, like it exploded their practice because it started doing things that the practice management's great once the people are in there, but what about before and after, like it doesn't do anything for that. So when you see these, you know, crazy stories, it's like, holy smokes, that that's the power of doing what you're saying, right? That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, it's awesome. So, so you, you're saying add something in where it's like, Hey, add some funnels, add some, there, there's basically business out there that you could start. So if you could start a practice right now, if you were advising somebody, I, I pay you, Kelsey ain't cheap. So you know, I write a check for half a million bucks or <laughs> I buy one of those Powerball tickets and I agree to split it with you because they're 1.6 billion, right? Yeah. How would you build a service-based business knowing the tech that you know? Like one of the things about you that I, I totally respect is you name off on your podcast, you name off a hundred different tech tools, right? Mm-hmm. But you understand the role of each one. You're like a Navy SEAL where you're like, I could get any weapon I want, but I know when to use this one and not to use that one. You're not mm-hmm. just the guy at the gun show that's like, it's pretty obvious he lives in his mom's basement and, and he's telling you about this gun and what it can do. And it's like, yeah, but you couldn't do anything with it. Like, <laughs> you as a person. So, you know all the tools like Eventbrite and your, your Zapier and all this stuff, but how would you build a service-based business from the ground up if you had that opportunity? So, like, the first thing is budget constraints, right? So, okay. if, if you have... Let's say I got a thousand bucks a month. So a fairly yeah, decent okay. tech budget, but not crazy yet, right? All right. So a thousand bucks a month is is enough to to pay for decent software, or rather to have software that can take you to at least a couple million dollars, right? So a year. So a thousand dollars software budget. You know what you what you'd be putting together if you're you know in a service based business is the first thing you need is a way to manage your leads and your, and your, what you have, the deals that you have going on. And in a service-based business, there's almost always a sales function to some extent. And by the way, almost always uses the phone, although everybody hates the phone, which is right. So you have, we'll call this your phone system. You have a way of a CRM or a way of dealing with your leads and your deals and you need a marketing tool, right? So a thousand dollars a month and we'll say low tech, meaning that a normal person would be able to use these tools without a huge not, amount of difficulty. Not a Navy SEAL such as yourself. Yeah, yeah. So I would be looking at a pipe drive because it is the, it makes sense for the purpose of selling. It's based off, of, it's at what's called activity driven. So if you have a list of 20 people that you need to, to deal with, you're not going to be calling all these people all the time. So you call one person, you set up an appointment 
where that person comes in and books an appointment, that person is more or less on ice until around their appointment or the time of their appointment that you're going to meet with them. But if you have like new leads coming in off your website, let's say there's five of those, there's a way to deal with them in there. It's activity driven. So the new deal or the new lead comes in and it has an activity to call the new lead and talk to them about what they're asking, right? Mm -hmm. uh, then you would disposition them accordingly into your pipeline based on what the interaction was. And so if you have like even a, a, a broad understanding of how your sales process works, we'll say people come to my website, they fill out a, a contact us form. One of my team members reaches out to them, sets up an appointment with our salesperson, and then the salesperson either goes to their location or they come in, the salesperson meets with them and then presents them an offer. And then that person will eventually purchase or they may purchase on site or they may wait a week or two before that happens. So like it's a pretty broad description of a sales process. And PipeDrive will let you mirror that very easily. And it, the learning curve for getting in there and using it to close business isn't hard. I've had, and I, I hate to use the word, there was a guy that I worked with, he's mildly retarded. One of the employees of a client that I had struggled forever with, uh, like for two years, struggled with other CRMs. We tried, a, they had a, a kind of industry specific CRM that I worked with. Then I got him on an Infusionsoft and the guy struggled with it because it's not easy. And then we introduced PipeDrive and the guy was able to start closing deals in a week as opposed to yeah. two years of no progress of struggling. Right. And uh, so PipeDrive is a testament for the ease of, of like managing leads and deals. Okay. So what you do is you, okay, so that is like the first step is to get that off the ground. Once now, you have that, that CRM as well, or it's just the... Technically it's a CRM, but it's not as uh, robust as like, we'll say Infusionsoft or uh, other CRMs like Salesforce or Zoho or okay. the other tools. Well, it, yeah. there's, it doesn't have the tax of implementation. You don't need someone like me to come through to start getting value mm -hmm. from it. And the other thing is because it's limited to the sales process, it bolts onto like an EMR type of situation pretty smoothly. Okay. Now, okay, so you can get that up and running. I would say that I would, if I was a service-based business that didn't have my skill set, I would get that up and running and work with it for like a month or two before mm -hmm. implementing some type of automation with it. Meaning like I would set it up so that new leads from my website would automatically go into it. And then I would learn how to manage the business from a sales perspective in that tool. Get the hang you of that. Sell like hell and figure it all out once you have enough revenue and enough people coming in your doors. Yeah, then you can start bolting on marketing automation tools. So right. okay. what work, what, and in, in PipeDrive, there's two tools that work really well. I like Drip. And I like Autopilot HQ. Autopilot HQ is a lot more user-friendly because they use this thing called a, a customer journey. So a customer journey looks like this. Someone comes to my website and they fill out a, this form. That form and that person is created in PipeDrive as a deal. And now I have a deal and I need to send them my welcome email and I want to send them a text message. So you could do that fairly easily with inside of, I mean, they give you pre-built journeys that you just kind of change the words that are in the emails and the text mm -hmm. messages. Mm -hmm. And you don't have to go crazy. Mm -hmm. and, and so that would be what I, I would start off with a pipe drive, take it easy for a month or two, then start bolting on additional tools to, you know, plug in some of the gaps that you'll notice. It's like, oh, I really wish that this worked well with my, you know, this tool. And you can start looking at what integrations might look like. Now, one other thing that I'll say is that G Suite and, and pipe drive work together really well. And it's because all your emails that your sales you're sending out and receiving inside of your sales process can be dealt with inside of PipeDrive mm -hmm. right where your contacts and your selling takes place. And so it, it's another, in my opinion, a very valuable and underestimated, the, the value of that is underestimated quite, quite a bit. And it's so, 10 bucks a month or whatever it is for? Well, it starts out, I think it's about 10 or $20 a month, depending on what level you need per user. And like in a small business you know, you might have one or two people doing the sales function, meaning like in my case as, as the business owner, I do the sales, right? right? But in a small office, you might have a dedicated person that takes care of sales or may, maybe more than one. But it, so you're looking at a small budget, maybe 60 to $100 a month for pipe drive, uh, right? Depending on how many users you have. Mm -hmm. and, and then you have your marketing automation tool, which both Drip and Autopilot, the, the pricing scales with the number of contacts you have. So the price goes up with the more leads that you generate, the more that, that are in the tool. And they basically start at zero? I mean, Drip, uh, drip is damn near free. <laughs> drip does. Yeah, Drip does. Autopilot does not, but it, it's, it, it's on par price-wise once you actually have to start paying for it. 
so for a thousand bucks a month, you got pipe drive, drip, and G Suite. I mean, we're not even. A, are we yeah, breaking? You're, not, you're, there, Mark? you're a little under. You're probably either under a hundred dollars or just over it. Okay, so that's great. So for a startup chiropractor straight out of school, that that's a the most affordable jet fuel you can put into your car. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And then you can start doing other cool stuff with like Zapier. Mm -hmm. um, but that's like a whole other skill set. Now, Zapier, what that does is it lets you connect stuff together that doesn't necessarily connect. So you can make pipe drive, talk to other tools. Maybe, maybe your EMR, probably not. Right. Why would you want that? Why would yeah. you want the centerpiece of your freaking business to talk to anything else? But you can start bolting it onto other stuff, other serve, other, other tools that you might use. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, everyone decides for themselves what that is. Some people like productivity software, you have your website, you have all kinds of different areas of the business that can have automation interact with it. Right. Mm -hmm. So, uh, it doesn't have to be as simple as like when something happens over here, I want to send it over here. Like, like a person, like one thing that I use it, use Zapier for in conjunction with my other tools is generating content in a templated manner that goes on my website. So you can use it to, I mean, this is kind of an advanced function. So you got to take it with the, with what your limited ability or what your abilities can provide. Here's actually a really good idea. If you had a survey where you survey people to give you one to five stars, this is not a review, but a survey and like a testimonial getter, you mm -hmm. could make it so that, okay, I, when somebody becomes a concludes their stuff, I want to send them the survey. So we, build a thing that we can use to say this person needs to get a survey. The person gives us a good survey and we can use their information as a testimonial. We can grab their image. We can grab the testimonial. We can put it on the website and that is something that could be automated. So they would basically, I'd get all these testimonials like at the week's end, I could have 10 or 20 or something that I never really actually had to ask the person, whack it up, have my front desk person, like put a nice picture on it, blah, blah, blah. Like you could build an automated system that just, almost like a live feed of testimonials going, talking all about us. Right. Damn, that would be powerful. I mean, in a, in a business where people are looking for trust, AKA chiropractic, like that, that right there would be worth whatever it took to build that. Yeah. Testimonials are cheating in my opinion. <laughs> if you're not getting testimonials, you need to because they are uh, extremely effective and there's no limit. So the more testimonials, the better. If you had a on your website, you had a page with 75 testimonials on it. It's going to go well for you. Yeah. Wow. Hey, I just want to take a second here and make sure you know all about clinicgymhybrid.com. There's information over there. You can set up a uh, phone call if you want uh, to ask me some questions. But also, uh, we also have information about our Accelerator and Accelerator Lite program. So those are both programs that have 42 high-impact video lessons all about how to get up and running in the shortest amount of time. I hope that you are uh, able to take us up on that because that will help get us close to our goal of 100 hybrid facilities in the next year. If you have any questions, feel free to set up some time to talk on the phone. And now we'll get right back to our interview. All right. So you got pipe drive drip, G Suite. And what are you doing for like, you know, a lot of people love click funnels in this world. I mean, there's these, uh, I call them click funnel consultants in the world of chiropractic where they, I know they're making a lot off the affiliate paychecks and providing okay service. But as far as like landing pages and all that, you got to display information at some point. Right. Any suggestions there? That's a weird topic because uh, what you, how much technical skill does someone have, right? Mm -hmm. And ClickFunnels makes certain things easy, but it also makes things cer certain things harder. And those things are like, you have to bolt it onto your CRM. You have to bolt it onto a marketing automation tool in addition to what ClickFunnels provides. So if you, in the suite that I told you about, ClickFunnels could work. But what I would recommend over ClickFunnels in this situation is a tool called Instapage. Uh, I'm not a big fan of WordPress stuff because I don't like dealing with the updates. Mm -hmm. I, I like to pay for my software as a service as opposed to, you know, buying a plugin annually, even though it's still, I guess, software as a service is not true. I have to manage a server. I have to manage WordPress or have someone do that. And I don't want to. Right. I mean, it's like Cairo Touch, for example, went to all servers in the last or all cloud in the last year because people would have Cairo Touch on their server and then their servers from, you know, 1986 and a squirrel climbed in it last night and it took a crap and now all their files are corrupted. So they're, they're doing this where you can just like access the cloud and they, they do the maintenance of the server, right? Yeah, they're doing it. But in that situation, it's a little bit, they're managing it for you in that situation, right? Mm -hmm. 
so I like Instapage. It's a fairly inexpensive and it's really, it's fairly simple to use. The main benefits of it are that there are things that you wouldn't know that you need to do that it does for you. So like really a big example, and this is where Instapage, as far as like landing page builder software, funnel building software, Instapage is kind of, I think a front runner is the page speed. So the amount of time that it takes for that page that you're trying to send people to, to load on their device yeah. is in, in the, the fastest, right? So like click funnels, you're probably at like three to five seconds, maybe seven, depending on how bad the particular template you chose is going to be. Well, Instapage is like one to two seconds. Wow. And that is a huge difference when you're paying for traffic from like AdWords or, or Facebook ads. And so Instapage uh, is fair, like I said, it's fairly simple to use. Uh-huh. It's fair, it's fairly affordable in the tech stack that I described. It would be better than uh, ClickFunnels because if you're using autopilot or drip, you can make those work with Instapage really easily and you don't have all this extra stuff that you're not going to use that you're paying for, if that makes sense. Yep. It's like if you wanted to use ClickFunnels to do your, like email marketing stuff, you have to get a SendGrid account and a SendGrid account is $79 a month for the version that you would need for the volume of emails that you're not going to send, if that makes sense. <laughs> right. And, uh, well, Instapage is one of those high quality things with crappy marketing. Nobody knows about it, but those who use it love it. Right. Yeah. I mean, cause you have lead pages, another example, but like after lead pages acquired drip, like that tool, uh, went downhill quick and it's slow. Like you load a page on lead pages and it's like nine seconds. That's so funny. Like you would think they'd stick with their core product and improve it along with getting drip and like, Hey, we have the whole package now, but they didn't. Right. No, I mean, drip is a good tool, but lead pages is not a good tool in my opinion. Yeah. I, I mean, I use lead pages. There was a time period where lead pages was kind of like the only game in town, but they grew complacent yeah. and they didn't, they didn't do anything to improve. Now, they didn't innovate. Now, since you can look into the future, if I'm a young chiropractor starting out or I have a building and I'm like, hey, I'm going to really take this up in the next year, as far as websites, would you go with like a Wix or Squarespace or you said you don't like WordPress? Like, uh, I mean, so I like, so Squarespace is, is definitely a, a decent option. It's so definitely what I'm saying is two years later when you're like, I need to automate blah, blah, blah. It's not going to be like, yep, it can't do that. Sorry. So, I mean, Square, okay, so for the purposes of setting up a website, like on a budget, Squarespace is going to be your best option, right? And because they take care of the crap that WordPress doesn't. If you have cash and you can pay someone to to manage the site, WordPress is a great great option. I would never use Wix. It's it's really shitty. (laughs) And, And I would also, I would say this as well about WordPress, if you're going to go with that solution, don't use the dollar store hosting that most like Bluehost and GoDaddy. Like you're not going to pay the the dollar store price and get good tools. Like you're getting a shard of a server environment that maybe a thousand other people use depending on, I don't know what the breakdown is, but the resources are not available for your site. So you're better off with this, with a, with a premium tier. GoDaddy invested in hot ass chicks to market them rather than access to great servers, right? For their right, right. So if you do it, like let's say you do use dollar store hosting, like and you don't want to change that because whatever reason, the the easiest thing you can do to get performance is to switch out what's called a DNS service. So, so I'm on SiteGround right now. Should I get out of that? uh, I actually don't have a good answer for that question. I'm not familiar enough, but. It doesn't uh, have the giant S of shitty from Kelsey Bratcher. So uh, that's, okay. <laughs> yeah, I can't say, I can't say one way or the other, but if you have a DNS service, like you're using GoDaddy's like dollar store hosting package. Oh, so bad. Yeah. You registered your domain with there. So it makes sense that you have that. And I don't blame you. But the thing that you'll find is that GoDaddy's DNS, which is what makes it. So your domain.com points to your website, isn't optimized for your, 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 it's slow. Well, it adds speed or it slows down the speed that things happen in and what's called caching. So yeah. there's a free service. And if you, it's, you should be able to use this for free. If you needed to pay for it, it's fairly inexpensive. It's called Cloudflare, and you can swap that out without doing anything on your website and it'll instantly make it faster. Love it. Okay. Now I don't have you for all day. And so you put together a heck of a tech, tech stack here. And I like this cause these aren't the standard answers, you know? 
Yeah, most exciting. people are shilling for other stuff. That's the problem. I don't. I'm not. I'm not going to get paid because I said this stuff. Yeah, you mean you don't make a off my zero dollar drip plan? You're not making a percentage of that? No, I'm not. You know, you're not. <laughs> I'm not using affiliate links. I mean, I technically am an Infusionsoft certified partner. I sell Infusionsoft most of the time, less often now than I did, because there's real stuff that can compete. But yeah, this is all stuff that is available to you, and it's fairly inexpensive. Does that part break your heart? I mean, you work there. I mean, you had a lot of relationships. You're probably the only guy in the building that cussed, right? Because it's all LDS homies. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Well, you got to learn about freaking and shiz. That's yeah. the... <laughs> and, uh, what's the other thing? Green jello with carrots in it and funeral potatoes. That's... I, I don't know about any of that, but... Oh, if you, uh, you obviously were never going to a picnic, man. That's what they bring. Okay. Well... It's, a good, it's an interesting thing because they always have the young married couple bring like... It's like a jello mold. Like, you haven't seen those since the Brady Bunch, right? But a jello mold and they put shredded carrots in it. And I was like, why did they bring that? But then I realized like, huh, so you think about it, if you're a brand new married couple, you have no money. That is like mostly water with a little bit of Kroger brand jello in it. Like you're probably a dollar 50 into something that looks good on a plate, you know? Yeah. No, I hear you. I hear you. So there's a, uh, I mean, it breaks my heart that the company is not, they haven't, they have, they've lacked slacked off on the innovation department. And the areas in which they chose to innovate, I think are important, but they've missed the mark, in my opinion, of what it needs to be. So like if I was, I would, I personally would not recommend Infusionsoft to somebody that doesn't have it already. If you already have it and you're doing stuff with it you're, and you're, I don't want to say stuck with it, but you're established, then it's probably okay. But like to start in it today, there's better options and there's less expensive options. And they're more importantly, that they're easier to use easier and, to get off the and ground. they can become just as robust? I haven't encountered a problem yet. So like I've implemented some pipe drive solutions and I've implemented some, or I've been on a pipe drive with drip. I've implemented pipe drive with autopilot. I prefer autopilot and pipe drive, but uh, it's so easy. <laughs> it's so much easier, dude. I can't stress. And in seeing someone that's struggling in Infusionsoft land, getting off the ground of autopilot in a week, Mm -hmm. Or uh, not autopilot, but pipe drive, getting able to, because pipe drive is what you're going to be interacting with on a day-to-day basis. It's awesome. My business partner for Automatic Practice Profits, we actually use pipe drive for the sales process. And it's kind of because my business partner handles the selling component. He's the doc. He has this, there's authority there. He can talk. I'm like you because I do this too, right? So pipe drive is a tool that we use there. And, you know, he's not, notice I'd say more technical than most, but I, we joke about it. And I, you know, we talk about technical ability and, you know, I told him that he's like a six and he got upset about it. He's like, well, what are you? And I'm like, I'm an eight. Right. <laughs> so, and the reason why you have this structure is because like a 10 is like, you know, Steve Wozniak from like the 1980s building a computer from scratch. Right. That's a 10. So something below that, like might be, you know, it, but so I told him he's a six and he, kind of got offended to it but a six can handle a pipe drive so i would say that, <laughs> that pipe drive is definitely a a tool that a normal person could get off the ground and running that's like the most important thing because i've seen so many businesses drop thousands of dollars i mean i've had people uh, when i worked in infusion saw people that you had it for two years that never logged in oh, yeah. right and when you say that like you could lease a, a decent car for the price of an infusionsoft account you're like fifty dollars away from like a, a BMW lease. We'll just say that. You could right. have a BMW payment in the or Infusionsoft. Yeah. yeah, and if you don't do shit with it, then it's going to just be a you know it's going to be cost you thirty six hundred dollars, five thousand dollars a year, and if you can't get off the ground with it or do anything meaningful, it's a waste of money. So yeah. that's where pipe drive. You have a higher likelihood, in my opinion, of doing something meaningful, and therefore the money is not wasted. Hey, by the way, in this tech stack, what would you use? I mean, you know, chiropractic offices run off a phone system, right? What would you use for a phone system where I can like text, send text reminders and communicate via phone or whatever? If I was, okay, so that's the, the challenge is that, you know, if you have established practice, you probably have a phone system. You've had a phone system for years. Mm-hmm. That's a tricky situation because you're invested in hardware. Like if you're a brand new guy or a gal yeah. and you're getting started and you want to be scrappy, like I would just use a VoIP service off. I mean, as long as you, you pay the most money you can for an internet connection because it's going to be more reliable and fast. Yep. And then you buy phone services. Like if you're using a pipe drive, 
There's a tool called Toki. There's a tool called Aircall. And there's a tool called Kixi. These, all three of these are good solutions depending on what you need, what your budget looks like. You're paying 30 to $60 a month for your phone system mm-hmm. instead of thousands of dollars to buy a phone system. But I can do it like I do my cell phone, right? Whereas I, I call you, you don't answer. I send you a quick text going, hey, Kelsey, uh, you know, I noticed you had a yeah. four o'clock. You're not here yet. Are you on your way? Like, yeah, so you can do in Toki, which is what we're, we're using and what I've, I have a couple of my clients on. It's fairly inexpensive. It's not the cheapest option. It's not the most expensive. But what you get is you get a desktop application. So on the computer, you have a, what's called a soft client where you can make calls and send text messages. There's also a web interface if you don't want to install the software that you can do the same thing. So like on a web browser. And then you also have a mobile app that you can install on your phone. So when you're making calls through Toki, it'll show up as your business line instead of your cell phone number. And then you send text messages, but it's sending it through the data plan and not your SMS service tied to your phone provider, your Verizon, AT&T, et cetera. Right. And then I can, and then that also allows for people to never use that system. When you get another employer for, you can add to them. Yeah. I'm not, it's not just my phone that's sending those messages. It's, it's the service. Any phone, any computer. Yeah. Yeah. So one other thing is that that activity is also logged in pipe drive which is why those tools are good for pipe drive users. Because if you make a call in Toki, then that information is reflected in pipe drive. So if you looked at that lead, you could say, Oh, I called this guy on Tuesday. I talked to him about this and you can add notes to it and that kind of thing. Same thing with your SMS. That's awesome. So it tracks all that stuff and says, this person has received a bunch of calls and texts. Basically we can take them off the list. Now they they're not taking action. Right. Or, or if somebody promised something, we have a record of it. Uh huh. Absolutely. Anybody that's tried to build a system like this probably will realize like how powerful what you just said is. Um, and again, like Kelsey knows what the hell he's talking about because he came at it from like, how good can you make it? And don't just accept what chiropractors believe is good, you know? Yeah. Lastly, the last thing is like in all, you know, in all these business books, I think I said this before, but it's always like, oh, you know, like in uh, what's the crazy guy that talks about making pies? E-Myth. Yeah. Uh, have you met I that dude, by the way? I have. Yeah. I met him when he was wearing the white suit and he, a lot of people joke. He looks like Dr. Hammond from Jurassic park. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he has the, the straw hat or whatever that kind of fedora is, right? Yeah. Oh well, yeah. He wears a white suit with a white hat and it, and he's got like a white beard and glasses and he looks like the doctor from, or the doctor awesome. Hammond from Jurassic park. Yeah. So he talks about like building a game that people want to play and like wig sessions and like, Hey, how close are we to our goal and everything? And it comes down to like, like having real active live reporting, right? Uh-huh. And, and I've been at like insurance sales floors where like, do they have like, you ever watch like, uh, what is the one, uh, like they're, they're writing on the whiteboard boiler room, you know, where they're writing on the whiteboard, yeah. like, oh, we just did this. Reporting is huge and it totally changes like a sales floor, right? Like how can you have good reporting that either displays or prints out every night? Like, hey, our goal this month was 40 new patients. We have 22 and it, you know, we have four days left in the month. Like, have you been able to put together good reporting that you think actually changes a business? And what tips do you have for us there? If we want to be a place that actually has good reporting and gets the whole team into selling because that drives revenue, what do you suggest? No, so you're like dashboarding or like data reporting. So there are tools within PipeDrive, like PipeDrive's reports are good at that. If you want to get into dashboards, like if you wanted to have like a, like on your Salesforce, it's common now to find, like in a modern Salesforce, there's a, you know, 42-inch TV yeah. with a printout of like showing you numbers. If you want a dashboard like that, uh, you can build your own, but that's like a different, I mean, that's a probably significantly deeper than this conversation has gone. But like uh, there's software available that works with Pipedrive that you can do that with. I don't have any recommendations off the top of my head, but there are reports available for you that will show you total new leads this today, total new leads this week. Closing, you know, if you have revenue associated with those deals, showing what those deals are worth. That's good. Yeah, I, I got this. I never really, like, I never knew the whole power of reporting, but I had a friend who was trying to sell his company. I mean, the guy was making, it was like six and a half million bucks a year in revenue, right? Yeah. And uh, so he <laughs> he likes to cheat, like, in an in a ethical way, you know, but yeah. So he had set up using Infusionsoft actually a daily text message, total revenue, total sales, expenses that day and something else. And so every day you just get this, you know, little ping and it'd be like, hey, here's how we did today. Uh, every day at five. 
So he had three people that were like interested in buying his thing. And uh, so he put them into the text campaign for 10 straight days. So every day at five, they get this little report of how they're doing, right? Mm-hmm. And so they knew exactly how the business was doing. And then he said at the 10th day, he killed it. And he said, literally like two days later, gets a call. Hey, uh, Kelsey. Uh, yeah. Hey, I didn't get that text today. He's like, yeah, I know. I, I took you off it. And the guy's like, oh, well, uh, blah, blah. So anyways, that guy ends up buying the business because he was so enthralled with the fact that clear reporting that was occurring regularly. Mm-hmm. And he hired my buddy to actually install <laughs> reporting at his other businesses. Nice. Yeah. But um, have you installed some reporting? Like what, you know, because if, if I borrow money from my parents to start an office, like some of the folks that are listening have, and I just send them a text at the end of every week, like, Hey, here's how we did, or here's how many sales we've done. Like the chance of me borrowing money in the future go drastically higher. Right. Oh, for sure. (laughs) But have you ever done any reporting that you think changed the business itself? Like totally supercharged it? What I'm doing in APP is definitely helping. Like we are automatic practice profits. Like Mm -hmm. I have data about, everything right we have our webinar we have a webinar tool that we use called demio for doing like auto webinars which is something that we're experimenting with you know a side note we're experimenting with using webinars in chiropractic you know we have page visits registrations attendance that type of information deals that were created in pipe drive uh, the amount of deals that convert in pipe drive we have certain referral partners that send us leads we have tools set up to build that so we can track what, you know, not only what we have in the pipe, what's sold, how much money that is for us, what we owe them in commissions. We have a bunch of data about the individual events. So like one thing we're rolling out, like a, I built this application to make it so it's easy to not only deal with like, here's all that, here's the event, you know, you create an event where it's going to be that type of thing, the dates Then we need process or you know workflow where like when our what we recommend is doing a welcome call so we need a tool that shows you here's all your undone welcome calls for your active events so that way the person can do the the welcome calls as new leads come in and Mm -hmm. we also have one for confirmation calls because ideally you're doing both then we have the event performance so we have the each day and what the number of leads that registered for that we have well it's it's different because you have the number of contacts that register and you have the number of tickets because someone might say husband and wife, that's two. So you have 15 contacts and 35 people that are going to attend. So we track that. We also track the number of people that no show number of people that attend number of people that book appointments. And I built a dashboard that you'll be able to use from your mobile device to, to view that stuff. Right. Doing this is like I said, it's fairly technical and this would be something that's worth hiring somebody for, but as far as like what my advice to a business owner is identify what those key metrics are and then have your process modified so that you can get that insights without having to do the the legwork to get the data. So like there are people that will do that for you. Yeah. I think, you know, I I was on vacation with my family one time and it's like, Oh, we got this week in Lake Tahoe and it's beautiful and we're just going to chill and blah. about three days in I'm freaking chewing on my arm because I just want to know what's going on at the office. (laughs) like, are we doing okay? Can I afford to be in Tahoe? Do I need to come back? And so I called like three different times. Like, dude, it's fine. Like, calm down. Like, you know, we're doing great. But it's like the not knowing is, I think as a business owner, just drives you nuts. And to have that reporting, if, you know, at at that situation, if if my phone just would have pinged with some sort of reporting where I could look, I'd be like, oh, you know what? I think we're okay. Yeah. It's crazy. All the the psychological BS you do. We'll be able to just like, we're going to make it so you can just literally log into it from your phone. There'll be a mobile app. You just tap on it. The first thing you see is your overall dashboard or like overall performance of all your events you've ever run in comparison with all of the events that everybody else has run. Right. So we're taking a benchmark data of the averages across our entire event network. Right. And then we're going to be able to, you'll be able to compare your event against everybody else's event. Not, you won't be able to see their data and who that was. It's going to be anonymized, if that makes sense. But you'll be able to see, okay, I had 55 registrants for my event and the benchmark average is 52. So I'm outperforming that. But my attendance rate is 25% lower than the benchmark. Why is that? Oh, well, I haven't executed my welcome calls or I haven't executed my confirmation calls correctly. Or, you know, I haven't paid us to do it, right? Those are the types of insights that I want to be able to provide people because like when you're dropping $1,500 on Facebook ads, two grand on postcards, you're buying newspaper ads for 800 bucks, you're renting a venue for, you know, a couple, you know, maybe a thousand dollars, you're buying food, 
Like these are the types of expenses that you need to be able to attribute to revenue. And that, and that's what we're trying because the process is so specific. It's very easy to extract this data because everybody's having to do the same exact thing that everybody else is doing. It's very measurable as opposed to like creating, I'll say it like this. It is, it requires only slightly more effort for me to get global information for everybody than it does to go and say, all right, Josh, I'm going to build a dashboard for your business, right? From scratch, it takes almost the same amount of effort. Interesting. I love it. Well, dude, you are like, uh, you're like talking to the Oracle in the, in the matrix, you know, like, you know what will happen even if it doesn't. So, well, if people want to like, are interested in automatic practice profits, where can they find out more from you? Well, you can go to automaticpracticeprofits.com. Um, that's the, that's if you, if you currently, if you we only offer URLs and, and a lot of money. Yeah. If it's uh, <laughs> well, I'll say this, if you're doing stem cells, right. I don't know what your audience breakup, you mentioned, you know, people that are going to be putting gyms in or have gyms. Mm-hmm. Uh, if there's somebody doing stem cells, that's we're currently what we're offering is services for stem cell. Mm-hmm. But you know, who knows by the time you hear this, what, what we'll have. So it's worthwhile checking out. Uh, we actually have a webinar, 40 new patients dot automatic practice com. I know along to 40 new patients dot automatic practice profits. I've heard of long tail keywords, but you guys are like long tail URLs. Well, you got to use a subdomain, man. Yeah. I mean, we definitely, I need to get like a a, a URL shortener for sure. It's just like automatic practice doc. No, app.com would be ideal, but I don't want to spend 50 grand for a domain. (laughs) I I I catch you when there's a gym consultant that has, I don't hate money.com. Yeah. Trainers hating money. Yeah. And if you like this type of stuff that we've talked about, I also have a podcast where it's all I do. I talk to a variety of different industries, different softwares, kind of get a layout of the land to talk to small businesses that are doing automation is really the main focus is getautomated.co, a little bit simpler domain. And uh, that's the best ways to find me. Awesome. I appreciate it, man. Well, uh, Kelsey, this has been awesome. Uh, We talked about tech and, and I think if people step back and just look at what you talked about, as far as building from the ground up, it would be probably like six months of like a lot of work, but the future after that, like, what do they say? Like the skills that got you to this point won't get you to the, you know, the skills that got you out of Egypt won't get you to the promised land. Mm-hmm. Like if somebody stepped back and said, do I have something close to this combination that would get them to the promised land? Uh, you know? Yeah. It'll get them a, a hell of a lot further down the road than where they're at. Um, yeah. Like, so one other benefit I'll say this is if you do invest the time and or money, to do to build a system like this, it's not like your business is going to rapidly change every three months, right? Especially you're not in healthcare. Like, yeah, it's you're established. You have very systematized yeah. processes. It's routine. The investment of getting it to where you need it to be is the longevity of what you implement is fairly significant. Meaning, like, you could invest six months and you get three years or four years or you only have to do minor changes and tweaks and improvements as opposed to having to redo this every, you know, all the time. So it is front loaded, but it is a worthwhile endeavor because it's highly reusable. And, and if you've ever gone through the, um, I've gone through this trauma multiple times, you lose an employee and the person who fills in after them, like I had an employee that wanted to pursue a totally different degree. And so she's like, Hey, I'm, you know, six months out, I'm leaving, blah, 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 two months out. Blah. And it's not, what she did, like she pretty much documented everything. It's how she did it and how often she did it that we had no idea on. So we saw like three months after she left this drip in money coming in because it's like, oh yeah, Sarah used to do it this way and she did it better and she did this many times. When you build a system like this that has automation, it essentially forces you to keep on schedule. Like mm-hmm. that's a good way to say it. Like you're forced to do that because it's doing it for you. Mm-hmm. So I, I think people don't understand that piece of it. And then also the fulfillment, like just birthday cards. Like, you know, if, if you have an automatic pro- program that's sending out birthday cards that, you know, I was talking to a guy the other day and he has, he sent out 257 birthday cards last month, all automated, but there's no way you could ask your staff to do that. No. You know? But that's something that he wanted to do. He's like, oh, I always want to send a birthday card because it's a big deal to me. Great. Well, you guys have birthdays like up the inning, like everyone's going to give you the birthday. So it's not like a foreign, it's not like you're asking like for me to ask in my business, like what's your birthday is there's no, it has no value. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's, it's a, it's a big deal. So anyways, it would be super worth it. So 
check out the Get Automated podcast. I, I've dug, I've probably listened to every episode now, and it's it's awesome. I even heard the story when you escaped a burning house, dude. That was crazy. <laughs> By the yeah. way, I got divorced and my house burned down in the same year. So I like to say, I lost half my shit, and then I lost the other half of my shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then multiple times in there, you're probably losing your shit, uh, screaming at something, right? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. All right. Well, I appreciate your time this morning, Kelsey. And uh, hopefully uh, our listeners got something out of this. On behalf of of Kelsey Bratcher, the Get Automated podcast, this is Dr. Josh Satterley saying go out there, maximize your license, take Kelsey's tips on how to do that, and live the life you dream of. Thanks a lot, Kelsey. Thank you. Hey, 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 how about that? Another great interview here on Clinic Gym Radio. Listen, if you're serious about starting up your own Clinic Gym Hybrid, then please go to clinicgymhybrid.com and check out our website there. We also love to get you involved in our accelerator program, which will walk you through step-by-step the 42 pieces you need to start your own Clinic Gym Hybrid. I'm Dr. Josh Saturday. We'll talk to you later.